God is good, man. He, he's he's definitely doing something up, uh, amongst us. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm just excited to see what the Lord does. Do you know what I mean? And um, and where and where He takes us. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into the Word. Um, I feel like we are carrying on a series. Um, I, I I didn't even realize it, it, this was a series, but I re, I, re, I really feel like the Lord is is wanting us to know about the devices of the enemy and the things he he uh, he uses to uh, keep us in deception, to uh, keep us from knowing who we are as um, as as children of God. So today we're gonna we're gonna continue that. Um, but before I do that, let me pray, Father. I thank you because you're here. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you will touch our hearts, that our, that our hearts will be good ground, Lord. And that, Father, I pray, Lord, that when the seed goes out, Lord, that the cares of the world won't choke it, Lord, but it will fall into good ground and that it will produce fruit, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let us be lit as the man who looks in the mirror and, and, and changes and not as the man who looks in the mirror and forgets himself. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Cool. Uh, let me get my notes. Cool. So today... Um, I don't think I'll be before you guys for too long, but today we're going to speak about um, comparison, and it's been it's, it's been something that the Lord um, has been dealing with me a lot about about comparison. What is it? How do we how how do we fall into that trap of the enemy, whereby we begin to compare ourselves to others or compare ourselves uh, to maybe different circumstances or compare ourselves to 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 yeah to the past and say you know it was better over here mm-hmm. or it was better over there or I, I wish I was like that or I, I wish I could just do it like that it seems so easy mm-hmm. um but today I, I really want us to 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 yeah to to really dive <laughs> into that subject um shout out to Amariah um she helped me do my message yesterday <laughs> so thank you Amariah for helping me with my message so let's turn to the book of first Samuel Eighth chapter. We're going to go from verse 1 to 8. When Samuel became old, he made his son, sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second, yeah. they were judges in the mm-hmm. Yet his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after again. They took bribes and flouted justice. Then all the all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old and your sons are not walking in your ways. Now appoint a show us for According to all the deeds that they have done from the day 
I put them up out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are also doing, doing to you. Mm. Thank you, Amorite. Amen. Amen. Um, so in, in these times, um, the children of Israel didn't have a king per se. And I'm going to say per se. Um, um, and in this time, Samuel was one of the judges over um, the children of Israel. So he was in charge of kind of government, um, making decisions. If there was disputes, people would go to Samuel. And as a judge, he would decide what was right or wrong based upon him kind of hearing from God. And then he became old and then his sons then took his place. And the Bible says that they were perverted. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were doing the wrong things. They were not doing, they were not walking in the footsteps of Samuel. Mm-hmm. And when this happened, as the Bible says, the children of Israel came to Samuel and said, these people aren't walking in your footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want us to to a key in, in on um and and I believe it's first uh, verse five and and it says now make us a king to judge us like all the nations and that's 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 really what I want us to 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 really dive in today is because of them uh, uh, seeing the actions of Samuel's sons. Um, they wanted to be like the other nations. They uh, wanted to be like, like, like them in terms of having a king. Mm. And what I started to think about when I read this was there were, there were three things which I felt like the Lord highlighted to me that can really cause comparison to, to a jump into our hearts. Mm. Okay. The reason that I say that is when you read a little bit further... And, and you can really hear the heart of the Lord when you read further on in that scripture. The Lord, start, the Lord says, I was their king. Mm. If you read further in that verse, the Lord says, I was their king and they rejected me. Mm. But I want a king. But the Lord was already their king. Mm. But they so wanted to be like others that they were waiting for something. They were waiting for something to happen so that they could then justify the fact that they wanted to be like other people. Mm. They uh, wanted, even though they already had a king. And that's, that's an important part of the scripture is they wanted a king, but they already had a king, mm. but they didn't discern it. And as I said, three things really, really jumped at me that, that can really cause us to start to walk in comparison. And I think number one is disappointment. Mm. Disappointment. Um, Samuel's sons were meant to be the men of God. They were meant to be doing the right thing. They were meant to be leading things in the right way. And they weren't. Things were meant to be going in a certain direction. And it wasn't going in that direction. The children of Israel were disappointed. This, this is not working. This system is not working. If this system was working, this shouldn't be happening. Something has to change. Uh, ergo, I need to change the system. It's plan A is not working because plan A has now led to these people being in charge. Mm. Instead of maybe saying, okay, Lord, give us new judges. Give us new people. 
Lord, help us so that we can follow you. The first thing was, as soon as that disappointment came, we want to change this system and be like the world. Mm. It wasn't heal the system, Lord. Mm. To touch these people, if I get rid of these people and let your will be done, it was, and it's, and it's those key words, we want to be like the others. We want to be like everyone else. Disappointment. Number two is significance. The reason that I say significance is, again, if you continue to read on, the children of Israel kept on saying, firstly, that they they wanted to to be like everyone else. Not only that, it goes on to say, we want a king to to, to ride in front of us, into battle, and to lead us. They thought having that king would make them significant. They were unable to discern the fact that they were already significant because God was their king, because God was their leader, because God was with them. But as soon as the disappointment came, then insignificance came. Oh, man. We, we would feel better. We, we would feel stronger. We would feel more secure. We would feel more bold if we were able to have a king. If we, if we had a king, then, then, then as a nation, we would feel, yeah, mm. we've arrived. We're serious. Mm. And, and, and the last thing in this was memory. And what I mean by that is that they forgot who God was. Mm. They forgot who he was. Mm. They got into comparison because they forgot about who God was. Mm. They said, give us a king. Let him fight our battles. I really, I really want us to, 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 to really hear what the children of Israel are saying. And, and, just, and, ju- and just imagine how the father is, is feeling when he's hearing this. He's the one that's delivered them from, from Egypt, right? He's the one that parted the Red Sea. He's the one that was a fire, right? And a cloud, right? He's the one that brought manna. He's the one that Calls them to 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 overcome the the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Jer- Jericho and the Jebusites and all the Ites, and these people are saying, "Now we want a king to fight for us." They had forgot about who God was, and because they had forgot who God was, they began to get into comparison, and comparison devalues what you already have. Yeah. I'll say that one more time. When you are in comparison, it devalues what God has already given you. God was already their king. God, 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 was their, God was the one who fought for them. But when comparison enters, you're unable to see that. You're unable to see it. All you can see is, is the situation and how I can get out of it which is normally through our own means mm. and which is normally to be like other people. Mm. Because other people are, and this is the thing, other kings were probably being successful. Maybe they could see that, you know what? Maybe the king over there, the king of France, I don't know if France was, was even made by then, but France, you know what I mean? They're, they're looking at other kingdoms and they're thinking, you know what? That looks all right. That looks decent. Not being able to actually see that what we have is actually more valuable than what they have. Mm. 
Mm. But it's unseen. Mm. It's unseen. The Lord spoke to me about two symptoms. Um, two, yeah, two symptoms per se that can, um, that can let us know whether we are in comparison. And the first one is when we can't see. And what, and what I mean by that is we fall into comparison when we're unable to see who God truly is. When we're having problems seeing God in all his power and seeing him for who he truly is, that is when comparison can come in. Because as soon as we can't see God and all he can do, our eyes will shift to the ways of the world and all the things they can do and all the success that the world can bring. Because battles can be won with chariots, right? We've seen the world do that, right? We, we've seen the world win battles with swords and spears, right? Yeah. So I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. I've seen it work. This one is, a, this one is unseen. Mm-hmm. But that one is seen. It's, it's, it's easier to see a sword than an invisible sword. Mm-hmm. Like, I can trust in a sword that I can pick up with my physical hands more than a sword that I pick up with my spiritual hands. So number one, not being able to see the things you already have. See the things which God has given you. Number two is you don't care about the cost of comparison. And what I mean by that is if he reads further on in the story, the Bible says that God tells them about the cost of having a king. It's a really, really good list. And in that list, God speaks about, you know, all of your sons are going to be made servants. All of your daughters are going to be in the king's court uh, being perfumers. All of your young men are going to be, uh, uh, you know, becoming soldiers. So literally the freedom they had, they are now going to have to forego it to have this king. And then do you know what they said? We don't care. (laughs) We don't care. We want to be like them. Give us this king. I don't care about what it costs me. I don't care about the long-term effect. When I'm in comparison, all I care about is right now. Right now. What do I need right now? What will satisfy me right now? What will get the job done right now? This might affect me for the next five, 10 years, but what will get it done right now? What will solve the problem of the two sons right now? It's having a king. And the more I started to think about it is comparison isn't just something we do. It's, it's a mindset. And I would dare say it can even be a spirit which can cause us to not really see the things which the Lord has for us. And it can cause us to be blinded to, to the truth of who we are in God. And it can cause us to be delayed in obtaining the promises of God because we're too busy thinking about, I wish I could do it like them. They have this. They have this qualification. I don't have this. How can I go in for this job? It don't make sense, man. Let me not even bother. Let me just do this instead. 
When God says his ways are not our ways and, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, he really does mean it. He really does mean it. Because on the face of it, reading this story, the Israelites are completely justified. On one level, you know what? They're doing bad. Give us a king. But they're not discerning the fact that they already have a king. They already have a way maker. They already have a shepherd to lead them. It was always about God. It, it was never about the judge. It was always about God. Because when there was no judge, God took them through. So before the judge was God. But they had forgotten. They had forgotten their, their memory. And when the Bible says, forget not his benefits. There's a reason why God, or should I say David, Writes that down. Bless the Lord of my soul. Forget not his benefits. Yeah. Why? Because we, we can and will forget. Yeah. I remember, you know, reading these stories about the Israelites and, you know, the, the fire by day. And, and I would think, God, mm-hmm. if I saw a fire right now, mm-hmm. understand I'll never be in disbelief. If, if the Lord, if we looked through the window and there was roast chickens raining down, I'm sure a lot of us would be like, Lord, I'll never be in disbelief ever again in my life. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Forget not his benefits. Yeah. Because the children of Israel sh- show us that even though you've seen so many great things, so many things, you can still want the things of the world. You can still want to be like other people. Chickens, quails, the Bible says in the desert, quails were coming down. Not only, the, the miracle is not just the quails, it's in the desert. It wasn't even a, in a field. Unbelief. I love the word quail, by the way. It's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's an underrated word. It's an underrated word. <laughs> It's an underrated word. I want to illustrate this some more. Let's go to the book of Exodus. 32. Josiah, I'm coming for you straight away. So we're going Exodus 32. Oh, this scripture, man. Whoo, Aaron. Oh, we're going to go verse 1 to 10. So we're going Exodus. That's the second book of the Bible. Going chapter 32, and we're going verse 1 to 10. Ha! When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives and sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. Mm. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Um, When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day, the people rose early and sacrificed 
burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterwards, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Then the Lord says to Moses, Go down, because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them. They have made themselves an idol, cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it, and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Mm. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. The children of Israel, man. And what I started to... Again, this story really... This story, again, really illustrates what comparison can do, what disappointment can do. And what, I said, and what I felt the Lord say was, comparison causes you to compare yourself in the natural. Mm. Or should I say rather, unbelief, sorry, causes you to compare yourself in the natural. Mm. When we look at comparison, we have to look at unbelief. Mm. The root of comparison is unbelief. Mm. It's not knowing, is this really going to work out? Do you know what I mean? I know, God, you, you, you told me to go left, right? It looks a bit dark, though. looks a bit gloomy. My, but my bridge went right, and do you know what I mean? It looked kind of decent. He's, he's nice. He's looking a bit lush. Do you know what I mean? But you, I can't really see anything good on the left side, but I can see something on the right. Mm -hmm. And that's what comparison does. It causes you to compare according to the natural. Mm. What did the children of Israel do? When Moses was gone, what did they do? They created something in the natural. Mm. They, they needed something in the natural to, the, to, to, to let them know that things were going to be okay. They could have said, you know what, Mo, Mo, we don't know where Moses is, God, help us. Their first thing was, no, no, no. That, in fact, that, I fear the Bible says, that fellow, I, I, that, 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 that sounds rude. That fellow over there is gone. Make us a cough. <laughs> to me, the switch is immediate. How do you go from... Moses is over there to make me a calf. Literally serving God to make me a calf. What do you do when things go wrong? What do you do when things go wrong? What do you do when you were going in God's direction and things just crumbled? There was uncertainty. What is your plan A? And what's your plan B? Is your plan B... If this doesn't work out, I've got my side thing. I'm going to make that cough anyway. See, the thing about the children of Israel is, and God calls them a stiff-necked people. Their heart was hard. Their, their, their heart was hardened. Me, meaning that, in a sense, that they're just waiting for, they're just waiting for something to happen. They're just waiting for, for one thing to happen so that they can be like, no, Let's be like them. 
Do you know, I'm just, I'm, they're just anticipating, like, God, listen, <laughs> if one thing goes wrong, <laughs> okay, we come back. But you know what? If one thing goes wrong, then I come back. If one, and that's the children, like, if you read through the whole of the Old Testament, <laughs> if something goes wrong, okay, back, yeah. then we follow the idols, now back to God, because the thing they did led them deeper than they wanted to go. Now they're in trouble. Lord, can you forgive her? Okay, we walk up. Something goes wrong again. Oh man, it's the it's the it's, it's Dagon that has saved us. Do, do you know what I mean? It's it's this spirit that has now saved us. What do you do when you're faced with a challenge? What do you do? What do you do when you're faced with 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 something which which you believe is bigger than yourself? Do we trust in what the Lord says? Which is to trust in our invisible weapons. Or do we go plan B and use our physical weapons and use our physical strategies and then say, it is these strategies that delivered us. There's one last scripture that I want to read. There's three verses and... um, Joseph has already touched upon it. Prophet Joseph, I should say. We're going to go first Samuel again. 17. And we're going to... This is my favourite book of the Bible. First Samuel, second Samuel. It's my, it's, it's my favourite book of the Bible. Or books of the Bible, I should say. Um, I really love the imagery in these books. If anyone could ever turn it into a movie... <laughs> It, it would be amazing. I can't wait to meet these mighty men in 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 the in in Samuel one day when I well when I go to heaven. So we're going First Samuel seventeen and and it's a story that I, I I assume most of us know. It's David and Goliath. Yeah, it's David and Goliath. David is such a David is the guy. If you don't know about David in the Bible, then then you need to know. David is the guy. In fact, he was probably the only one who God said, this is, this is the man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. So the scene is set. The Philistines have come. There's a giant, there's a Goliath. And he's taunting them. He's saying, listen, you guys are rubbish. Who are you guys? Let me fight someone. He's, he's taunting. And the children of Israel are just shaking. They don't know what to do. Can someone read verse 34 for me? Avia. But David said to Saul, whose servant he used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock. Can you read for 35 as also? I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Mm. Read 37, please. Oh, sorry, 36, sorry. The servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, mm-hmm. seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Mm. Amen. What did David... So David is now faced with a battle. Mm-hmm. He's faced against some... I don't know how many feet he was, but he was really tall. And he was hench, and, and, and he had weapons. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the natural, if we were... 
if we were going to put money on this fight, in the natural, who, like, who'd be taking? Right? And this is the thing, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it in the natural, because that is where comparison lives, right? That, that's where it lives. It, in the natural, I'm looking at, the Bible says that he was a, that, like, he was a ruddy, some red-headed youth. <laughs> shepherd, she- probably come, come in a loincloth and a stick. Shepherd-looking guy. And a guy, chainmail, swords, spades. The Bible says that he's been a warrior from his youth. David is a youth. <laughs> you know, this man's a warrior from his youth. David is a youth. But what does David do? And this is what the Lord is... I believe, asking us to do in order to step out of comparison. Number one, he remembers his past victories. Mm. He remembers his past victories. What did David say? When the lion and the bear came and tried to eat my sheep, I smoked them. I took them out. And the same God who delivered me from the lion and the bear is the same God that will deliver me from this Philistine. He didn't he wasn't looking at things from just the natural, but he, he, he had an understanding that God was with him. And he was able to recall his past victories and how God was able to deliver him. Can someone read verse 40 for me, please? Uh, Hosea. Then he took, off, took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook put them in his shepherd's pouch. Thank you. Oh, sorry, carry on. His sling was in his hand and he approached the Thank you. Just before that, again, it's such a lengthy scripture. Just before that, Saul, who was the king, uh, sorry, David came to Saul and said, you know what, let me fight this guy. Saul, who, who was the king, then gave him his armour. And then the Bible said that, that David tried it on, but he hadn't tested it yet. Meaning, like, it wasn't, things didn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? It, that's, not his, that, that, that's not his way of doing things. So one thing that David did was he remembered what made him significant. He could have went into the battle and, and thought, man, I'm the only one in a loincloth here and with a shepherd's spear. Everyone else is in a, what, a helmet, shield, sword, girded. Something's not right here. I need to wear what they're wearing. But no, no, that's not... It's not the armour that made him significant. It's the God who was with him who made him significant. And as we've already said already, David knew who his king was. And he knew whose name he came in. In fact, the Bible says that... I don't know if you've read it already. In that same portion of scripture that you come with swords and spears yes. but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts mm-hmm. he was able to recall who was his king who was his king who made him significant and he was able to remember the past victories which he had well, my encouragement today is for us to not allow the spirit of comparison to rest on us mm-hmm is my encouragement today is for us to, number one, remember those past victories. Remember those past victories. 
One way in which I remember is I write things down. I write things down. You may have a good memory, but you need to write it down. Yeah? You need to write it down so that you can recall it. The thing that Jackie said today, that's something that needs to be... You've probably done it already, but it needs to be written down. So the next time she's faced with a situation, she can recall the past victories. And who got her through the victory? Number two, we need to remember who makes us significant. In those past victories, was it us or was it the Lord who was with us? David could have just said, you know, I killed the bear and the lion, so I'm going to deal with this guy. Straight up. He could have said that. I'm the same dude that took out the lion and the bear. Where's Goliath? <laughs> but he, but he understood that he, that the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear yeah. is the same God that will deliver me from this Philistine. He remembered that it was God that made him significant. Forget not his benefits. Forget not what he's put on you, which makes you significant. Don't devalue the things which the Lord has given you because the world has swords and spears and they're shiny and they're effective. But what we have is greater than a sword and a spear. We have the Lord of hosts with us. We have the King with us. And it's up to us to, 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 to make sure that we remember that we speak about the Lord's goodness. That, 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 even when we are going through troubled times, that we don't be like the children of Israel. And think about what, what works for me right now? What will work right now? Okay, let me compare myself. Let me do what they would do. But actually, be, being rooted and grounded in the, in the truth that God is our king. We, we, we don't need another king. We don't need another ruler. God is our king. And he wants each and every one of us to know that he is your king. He will lead you. The things that you're facing, he has equipped every single one of us to be able to deal with that. As Daniel said, there's no temptation that has been given that we can't overcome. There's no Goliath that he's put in front of us that we can't deal with. The only time we can't deal with it is if we start looking in the natural. David couldn't afford to compare himself in the natural because he would have lost that battle straight because he had smaller muscles. Everything about him in the natural was smaller. But in the spirit, different ballgame. In the spirit, David was the Goliath and Goliath was the small person. And my encouragement is to keep our eyes on that truth. Even when everything is telling us, plan B, plan B, build our idol, build our idol, plan B. Things are going right, God. You said this, I can't find you. I, I, I don't know what's happening. Stay steadfast. Stay steadfast. Stay steadfast. Run the course. Run the course. I think that's an, I think that's an, that's an important word for us, actually. Stay steadfast. Run the course. Run it, run it, run it. Everyone else is, is turning left and you're seeing the fruits. Run the course. Yeah. There's a psalm where David speaks about seeing the enemy flourish. 
and he's there and he's like, oh man, I, I, I saw them prospering and they had this and that and they were able to buy this and that and, and their palaces looked at this and that. And then all of a sudden the psalm changes and then he says, and then I saw the end. Mm. And then I saw the end. So first it was like, man, how can these guys be, pro- how can the enemy be, how can this be happening? How can they be, I'm, go- I'm gonna find that psalm. How can, you know, they be prospering, they are doing so well, blah, blah, blah. But then he says, and then I, and then I saw their end. Don't compare, guys. Don't compare. Mm. 